Please turn your Bibles to the book of 1 John, chapter 4, and verse 17. We went through 15 lessons on the church, and then five on the church covenant. I, I can't believe that was almost six months of, of teaching, and, and soon we may go into church history Probably not while Pastor is in his series on Sunday morning, but, but after the three or four weeks of that, we may get back into that. And so we may have uh, a few sporadic messages uh, starting tonight and for a few weeks. And, and I tell you what, uh, it's, there, there's something pretty easy about going through a study or a book of the Bible, but, but, but then just to, to come up with a, with a message... Uh, you know, and you're, you're, not, you're not in a certain book, you're not on a certain topic, that, that can be uh, difficult sometimes. And, and then, you know, I aim for every message to be as simple as possible, um, and, I, and I did so tonight, but, but something, may, maybe I'm wrong, I hope I'm wrong, but something makes me think I need to say, we, we, we really need to listen hard tonight to get this. Um, I drove about 15 hours by myself in a vehicle recently, and, and I listened to the Bible, uh, just, just listened to the Bible being spoken, and uh, listened to a few sermons, and, and one thing led to another, and, and the word identity came uh, across my mind, and, and it hasn't left in over two weeks now. I, I have this, this word identity on my mind, and it makes me think about you know, our likeness to the Lord and what we find in God's Word by way of our likeness to Him. It's, it's a very important truth that we're going to share tonight as we would consider our identity with Christ. It's something we should ponder every day. It's something very encouraging and uplifting. I believe, uh, I believe this message is that. I didn't know that, that that's the way it was going to turn out, but it, it's very encouraging as you and I think about the identity that we have with the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'll give the message a title tonight of, of our likeness to our Lord. And we have a text verse here that you've opened up to, we're about to read, but then we're going to go throughout the Bible uh, in several places. And, and you might not want to turn there, but, but for these important truths, I would just like to encourage anybody to, to at least write them down if you don't turn there. I'll be on most of them a little while if, if you want to do that. But in, so in 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, as we look at our likeness to our Lord, it's, it's mainly the end of the verse, but I'll read it all. It says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Here, and here it is. Because... As he is, so are we in this world. The realization of our identity as a child of God is something I, I hope that, that we are grounded in, or if not, I hope it's something that we truly absorb tonight, or, or just maybe something 
new that, that we come to know. Or maybe we're just refreshed in, in our identity with the Lord. The union that we are given with Christ is truly remarkable. It's a miracle that we have union with Him. That we have likeness to our Lord. And an acknowledgement of this truth every day I promise you, it's going to do amazing things for you and I. It's a strong truth that affects us greatly as we know what our spiritual identity is. And the Word of God makes it known to us. God's Word makes known our likeness to Him. And so I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. A lot of you are already familiar with it, but how about he became like us? And that verse says, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now, of course, we know that Jesus is not a sinner. Jesus never became a sinner. Jesus never committed sin. But He became sin. And He became sin for us. If you notice in the verse I just read, we saw a couple of phrases of two words together. For us and in Him. He hath made Him to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Those are identifying words that bring a likeness between us and our Lord and Savior. These words speak of identity between us and our Lord. And Him becoming sin for us, well, how can we not attach that to His death? In that He died for us. He died for our sins. And we have a likeness to this. Romans 5.8 says, But God commendeth His love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Have you ever heard someone say, when Jesus died on the cross, you died also? When He died, you died. When He was raised, you were raised. One preacher who had never been to the Holy Land, somebody asked, when were you here? And, and, and people say, well, I've never been here. Has anyone ever been here? Preacher raised his hand and they said, when were you here? He said, 2,000 years ago. Because when Christ died... I died. He gave His life for our sins. You know, the song says, Were you there when they crucified my Lord? And in one sense, in a very important way, yes, we were there because Christ died for us. We were on His mind. He died personally for us, for our sins. He took our sins... And He gave us His righteousness. He took our guilt and He gave us His innocence. He endured suffering that we might have His joy. But as we consider what He did for us here and that He became sin for us, we might not just think about His death. But how about His resurrection and a likeness that we have 
to his resurrection. Romans 6, 4. It says, Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. We have a likeness to our Lord and His resurrection. He resurrected from the grave. We are raised in newness of life by our Lord Jesus Christ. We have a likeness to our Lord in His resurrection. Something else we have a likeness to is overcomers. Being overcomers, Jesus is an overcomer. He overcame death, hell, and the grave for every single one of us. We win in Him. 1 John 4, 4, we heard that verse this morning. Let's say it again tonight. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. When Jesus Christ died on the cross and was resurrected from the grave, we won over sin. He won, and His victory is our victory. Because He won, He passes that win on to us. That means we win. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. You think about that word there in 1 John 4, 4, and, and what does that word them mean? What, what's them? Well, well, the devil, his demons, powers, and principalities all overcome by Jesus Christ. And the Lord's win is our win. There's another song just like the one that just hit my heart and another one that we sing so often. Every Christian has sang it, Victory in Jesus. We, we sing victory in Jesus and, and we apply that to ourselves because His victory has been given to us and we have victory over sin <coughs> just as Jesus has given that to us. That's a powerful truth to consider. We have won in Jesus Christ, we win. We win the war. The battle's not over, but we have won the war. That's a powerful, that's a powerful truth that makes all the difference in our lives presently, right now that we might consider our likenesses to Him as the Bible lets us know. Remember the text verse at the end of the verse. As He is, so are we in this world. As we are in this world, we have been given the blessings, the benefits of God for our lives as we are here. The Bible speaks of our likeness to His wisdom. God has given us His wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1.30 says, But of Him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom. 
and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. We pray for wisdom and we already have it. We've already been given the wisdom of God. We, we ask for it. James, James says to ask for it that we might lay hold of that wisdom that we have. When we walk in our own wisdom, which we are prone to do, that's what causes a mess. And that's when we come up short. Wisdom. You know, wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge to life. Where we don't have to say, I know what I should have done, but this is what I did. I know how I should have acted, but this is how I acted. Wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge to life. And Jesus has given us this. He has given us this. So as He is, so are we in this world. We have a likeness to His wisdom. Our own wisdom will not apply biblical principles to our everyday life. That if our wisdom was good enough, He wouldn't give us His. But it's not. And His is. And He has been made unto us wisdom that you and I might lay hold of that wisdom and practice the wisdom of God while we are in this world. Jesus has equipped us to have the likeness of Him while we are here in this world. Let us not fall short of laying hold of and applying the wisdom of God that the Lord has freely given us. He has been made unto us wisdom. But as we are in this world, the Bible not only speaks of our likeness to His wisdom, but the Bible speaks of our likeness to His joy. John, Gospel of John, chapter 15, 11 Jesus says, these things have I spoken unto you, hear this, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy may be full. Christians beg and wish to have joy when Jesus has already given us joy. If we're not experiencing the joy of of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are depriving ourselves of something that we already have. So therefore, do we see how important it is that we consider our identity in Christ? We identify with Christ by what He tells us in, this, in His Word that we have of likeness to him. He has given us his joy. So, so God is right to command us to rejoice evermore, to rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. He is rightly and fairly giving us that commandment. He is just to, to require that because he has given us his joy. The joy of Jesus is the joy of the Christian. He has likened us to that. 
Now, my next point is not going to contradict the last point. But there's something else that the Bible speaks of that we have in likeness to our Lord. And that is sorrow. Brother Kenneth, how, how, can, we, how can we be told to rejoice always? And yet, yet we're, 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 we have a likeness to our Lord by way of sorrow? Look, just because we have joy, that does not mean that every day is a pep rally. We have been given joy. We are commanded to be joyful all the time. But that does not mean we're always laughing and joking and we're never serious. It doesn't mean we don't get serious. There is brokenness for the Christian to experience in this life. That's, we have a likeness to our Lord by way of brokenness as we are children of God living in a sinful world. As He is, so are we in this world. We've had Wednesday night series on, on the names of Christ. I love them. I love them all. I love, I love teaching on them. I'm not finished with them. Maybe, maybe, hey, maybe we'll do that next Sunday night. Maybe one of the names of Christ. But... One of his names is Man of Sorrows. Our Lord Jesus Christ is. That's, that's his name. As he is, so are we in the world. We will have sorrow. The Christian will have sorrow. Somebody said you can't, you can't, have true, you can't know true joy until you've known true sorrow. I don't want to argue that point or anything, but, but there, there's something in it. Jesus is a man of sorrows. You know, our joy comes through pain many times. You know, there are some verses that, that amaze me from the Apostle Paul, Philippians chapter 3. I've probably taught on them five or six times in, in, in the past ten years or so. And, and I've studied them every time. And sometimes I don't come up with anything new. Every now and then, uh, j just a new nugget of truth comes out of the study of that. And I just, I, I love the verses. I'm amazed by the verses. I know it's truth. I know it's to be our desire. And so in Philippians 3, Paul is talking about wanting to know Jesus more. He's, and he says, that I may know him and the fellowship of his sufferings. You understand, this was a desire of Paul. He just, he didn't, he didn't want to, he didn't want to have part of Jesus. He didn't want to know a certain side of Jesus. He wanted all of Jesus. And he wanted to know the fellowship of his sufferings. There's some, there's some suffering of Jesus that we will never know. We will never know the suffering of the cross. We will never know what he went through to pay for our sins. We'll never experience that. He, you know, the, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, I have a thought of that shadow of death that, that Jesus, Jesus took the impact. Jesus took the suffering, and it's like a shadow for us. Paul says that I may know him 
and the fellowship of his sufferings. We can't know the suffering of the cross, but we can know suffering for righteousness' sake. And Paul looks at that as a positive thing because Jesus suffered for righteousness' sake, and Paul wants to know him, and when he suffers for righteousness' sake, he knows a little more about his Savior. He understands his Savior a little more that I may know him and the fellowship of his sufferings. In our likeness to Jesus, we will suffer for Christ's sake. What hurts Jesus will hurt us. As he is, so are we in this world. So what hurts Jesus hurts you and I. What tears the heart of Jesus up is going to tear the heart of the Christian up. What tears up his eyes should tear up our eyes. Somebody said there's a lot of dry-eyed Christians today that shouldn't be. And, and expounded that there's, there's a lot of dry-eyed churches. When Can we get a tear from, from the Lord's church? Because Jesus had them. And Jesus had things that hurt him. Jesus' sorrow is entertainment to this world. This world enjoys what made Jesus sorrowful. It's not to be that way with the Christian, though. Let us remember 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter. It says, love rejoiceth not in iniquity. Our Lord is broken and He is sorrowful over sin. Do we have a lot of dry-eyed Christians today? God forbid that we become desensitized to sin. No matter how this world changes... However we felt about sin 20 years ago, we need to feel the same about it today because the world changes, but the Lord's Word, His truth, His commandments, His moral standard, it doesn't change. May we refuse to become desensitized to sin and not try to redefine it or categorize it somewhere else. If it's all about Jesus in our lives, then sin is going to hurt our heart because sin hurt the heart of Jesus. If it doesn't, if it doesn't hurt our heart like it does His, we're abusing grace and we're not using grace. May there not be dry-eyed churches. May we take a moment before we move to the next step just to examine, is His sorrow our sorrow? Because as He is, so are we in this world. The Bible speaks of our likeness to His crowd. We hang out with the same crowd as Jesus. Matthew 25, 40 says, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto the least of these my brethren... Ye have done it unto me. Jesus loves His church. 
I know Jesus ate with sinners. And of course, he was, he was looking to see them saved. And Jesus could go out and do that all by himself. I recommend we have more Christians with us. than I, I don't recommend that we as a Lone Ranger Christian go out for eight lost people hanging in their midst to, to lead them to Christ. I believe we ought to go together. But Jesus could do that, and he did. But make no mistake about it, Jesus loves his church. His church is his crowd. And the Christian has likeness to Jesus. The Christian doesn't love the world. The world is not the crowd of the Christian. We don't look like the world. We don't do the things of the world. We'll love the crowd that Jesus loves to be with, and that is his church. He loved himself, he loved the church, and he gave himself for it. He sacrificed himself for the church. He was, he was willing to make himself a sacrifice, and he did that for his precious church. He loves his church. How about the Bible speaking of, of our likeness to hatred in relation to Jesus? John 15, 18, Jesus says, If the world hates you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. If there aren't some people against us, there's something wrong with us Christians. It, it's going to happen. We're not going to be liked by everybody. We're not going to be liked by the world. If our lives are all about Jesus, then there are going to be those who are going to despise us for righteousness' sake. There's, there's no way around it. If we are living our lives openly for Christ with an evangelistic heart, leading others to Christ, then, then there are going to be those who despise us. Jesus was despised as he walked this earth. And we will be also for Christ's sake. Not that we're trying to make others hate us. I don't think anyone should ever do that. And, and I've never tried to do that. But we're not going to back down. We're not going to compromise the likeness of him that he has made us to be. We aren't of the world. We don't love the world. And we're not going to bring the world into the church. I'm afraid there are many out there today who are guilty of such. I won't make... Okay, it's, it's a simple comment, but there's a church out there that know exactly what I'm talking about, I'm not going to say it. All I'm going to say is that we will not bring the world into the Lord's church. We can get to know, you know, hated. Hated just like Christ, that likeness to Him. We can get to know a lot of good things about a Christian by those who hate them. You get that? We can get to know a lot of good things about a Christian by those who hate them.
Jesus was hated, and we will be too for righteousness' sake. We're to love our enemies, but our likeness to our Lord will cause us to be hated just like He was by the world. But let's go from hate to love now but the, because the Bible speaks of a likeness that we will have to the things that Jesus loves. Listen to John 20, 21. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. Jesus did always those things that pleased the Father. He completed the work of God that was His mission upon this earth. He loved the things of the Father. He was always about the things of the Father. And children of God are going to love the work of God the support and the involvement with missionaries who are all over this earth preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and whatever part that we can have in that, we are going to be a faithful witness of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We love to witness. We, we have that in common. That is our identity. That is who we are as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. We love to tell others about His saving grace. We love to worship Him in His church. We love to have fellowship with God's people. We have the authority to do God's work on the face of this earth. You don't have to turn there, of course, because you know the, the commission that we're given at the end of the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. That was after the cross. All power in heaven and in earth. He had all authority, and then He says, Go ye therefore... And teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. We have a likeness to Jesus by way of the authority to do the work of God upon this earth. He has given it to His church. That is actually the only authority that is given to do the work of God that we will find in the Bible, that it come out of His church. The church has that authority to do that work. We have likeness in that authority. He has given it to His church. The purpose He fulfilled on this earth is the purpose that He has given to us. Well, the Bible speaks of our likeness to His eternity. Jesus is eternal. No beginning and no end. And He has given us everlasting life. We have a likeness to eternity with Him. Listen to Colossians 3, 4. And, and I don't know, when I've read these verses in light of this subject, I've, I've read every one of these verses in a different way over the last couple of weeks. Colossians 3, 4 says, When Christ 
who is our life shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Oh, what a wonderful identity that we have with our Lord Jesus Christ. The likeness that we find that we have with Him in the Word of God. We are going to be with the Lord forever. Death cannot separate us from Jesus Christ. He is coming. He could come any moment. And we are going to be taken up with Him. Forever, we have likeness to the eternity of our Lord and Savior. What personal, powerful truths we have in how God has told us of our likeness that we have with Jesus. Be refreshed in your identity with Jesus. Know who you are with the Lord Jesus Christ and all he has made us to be in this world and then when he takes us out of this world we are going to be with him forever I ask tonight though if there's anyone here who who can't relate to the likeness of his death Dying to sin. He died for our sins. And to know Jesus Christ is to die to sin. Have you died in likeness to Christ's death on the cross? Have you resurrected in likeness to His resurrection? Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We are created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We can walk in newness of life. We are commanded to, we are to, we have the ability to walk in newness of life. When we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we could never do that before. We could never have our lives changed in such a way that they're pleasing to God. It's empowered by God when we're saved by the Lord, but it's something that we could never do on our own. All we could do is live for the world. All we could do is, is come in and walk through the steps of, of looking like we're we're in church and we're observing some kind of religion and doing something like that, but it amounts to nothing. But we're raised with Him to newness of life. If you never have before, you can be identified with Jesus Christ tonight by grace, through faith, if you'll trust Him as your Lord and Savior. Place your faith in Him as Lord and Savior and you will identify with His death. You will identify with newness of life. Then, one day, still thinking about our likeness to Him and our identity with Him, one day, we're going to stand before God and... And this identity is like taking, taking everything in the life of Jesus on this earth, everything He did, and it's listed, it's written down, and we get to put our name at the top of that. 
and present that to God. The old country preacher said, you have to be as good as God to get to heaven. And he got a lot of weird looks when he said that. But it takes perfect righteousness to get to heaven. So, so we present God's Son to Him. And God's satisfied. Or to go into the courtroom of God, if you will, and to have the only attorney that can win the case, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, He's covered in the blood. As something I just kind of spit out when we first started, there are so many trying to achieve what can be received. And that may be someone here tonight that one way or another, you, you, maybe you've heard the doctrine in this church over and over, but one way or another, there is something about you that you have to present to God to be accepted in your natural state. You have to do something along with Jesus. You would say, no, I go to a church where Jesus plus nothing equals salvation. But nevertheless, there is something that you're holding on to and there is something that you have got to add to Jesus, you think, supposedly, in order to get to heaven. But, but would you take your name and would you write it at the top of his life and what he did? This is all my righteousness. Nothing but the blood of Jesus is all your faith in him tonight. Have you trusted him completely? Is it all on him? Because that's the only way. That's the only way. In days and weeks to come, Christian, know who you are in the Lord Jesus Christ and be that in this world because as He is, so are we in this world. Let me say it one more time as we go. Because in this world... As we're here, He has been made unto us wisdom, joy, sorrow. He's given us His crowd. We're in the family of God. Remember, we'll be hated the way He was for righteousness' sake. We're going to love the things that He loves. We have eternity with Him forever. Man, I, one more time. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 4. And we're going to have an invitation. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I read that. Then shall ye also appear with Him in glory. Isn't it wonderful to be identified with Christ? He's a wonderful Lord and Savior. God's a, it's a, he's an amazing Father. If you don't know Him tonight, that is nothing to play around with. That is, would, would you stomp out that pride? Would you tell that pride that is standing between you and a real salvation in Jesus Christ, get out of here.
I don't want you. I, I want Jesus. Oh, the times that people have belted up the aisle. And I could tell they did not care what anyone else thought, which we shouldn't. And it's only going to be good when someone realizes they need Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and nothing stops them. Maybe, maybe that's happening tonight. Maybe there's a Christian and there is some depression, there is some struggle that's been going on. Consider your identity, please, tonight. Consider it every day. Our likeness to our Lord Jesus. We're going to pray and then have a time of invitation and, and let God have His way in, in your heart. We're, this is not a, about to be a closing religious service. This is about a relationship with Jesus. All about Jesus and only Jesus. Let Him have His way in your heart. Father God in heaven, as we bow before You tonight... Lord, I thank you for your truth. I thank you for continuing to show me your truth, to your church your truth here. And Lord, I thank, I thank you that, that you make it known how you claim us. You are with us and we are with you. And you have blessed us. You have saved us and you have given us everything we need to continue to do the work of ministry and witnessing, even as you did it when you were on this earth, and you've, you've given us that and you've blessed us. Help us, Lord. Help us to keep our eyes upon you. May we be encouraged tonight of our likeness with you that you make known all through your word. You have changed us as your children, and we thank you for it tonight. We bless your great and your holy name, and we love you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. If everyone could please stand.